Here we go. Hit me! Episode 259, take four. You've got to throw some cold water on this situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now. So when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. System activate. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. It's a tech podcast. Tech podcast. But we are a sh- ton cooler than your typical geek giving you the info you need to achieve mega nerd status mega nerd status netheads 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 you guys rock and now here's will and trent No one listens to the radio. I wasn't even listening. I was listening to podcasts. Podcasts are great. Radio's boring. Yeah, that's right, everybody. Podcasts aren't aren't they just so grand, Trent? <laughs> they they are grand. They are the grandest. Yes, they are. Uh, welcome everyone. Another edition of NetHeads. My name is Will, and I'm Trent. What were you holding up to the screen there? What was that, buddy? Uh, the, the the dog. I buy him these femur bones, and he he'll he'll like he just eats the whole thing. The raw femurs. And from a cow, and he he got one of the knuckles off of the femur off, and, and uh-huh. I have to take that away from him because it could get lodged in his throat. Yeah, it's a little dangerous. Then do you get those at the butcher, or do you? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. okay, because yep. that's the best place to get them. I know that uh, in the in the times uh, past when we've bought like half a cow, um, yeah. which by the way we don't we don't have any more cow. Aww. I've just been going to the Costco and getting frozen pounds of ground beef and that kind of thing, like a sucker. Well, yeah, kind of a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's not as cheap as buying a cow. But, you know, you get the milk for... Wait, that's not right. Anyway, uh, the whole point is the last time we did it, the butcher also gave us like a series of bones and and bones and hooves, which is mm. not disturbing at all to have in, 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 and some knuckle bones or something. I don't know. Yep. I don't... Yep. I'm, not an, I'm not an expert when it comes to the cow parts, Trent. Well, you know what? There's... And, and just because I've been elbow deep... Uh, in the back end of a of a of a heifer doesn't mean that I know everything either. Look, I can stick my head up a cow's ass. <laughs> yeah, to get a good look at the butcher. Or no, that's not how it works. Right? Okay, that's, that's wrong. Well, uh, anyway, hashtag netheads if you want to take part, or you can call us netheads on air via Skype, like these guys. Hi, can everyone hear everybody? Hi, how are we? Hey guys, how you doing? I'm okay. How are you? We're I'm flustered, very flustered. But anyway, hey Trent, did you know Ryan is at uh, haunted houses and a Buffy s makeup uh, vampire, and he he really misses us, and he's glad we're here. Uh, uh, Matthew Corey, <laughs> Roller Dog NC on Twitter. How are you, sir? I'm well. How are you guys? Glad you're recovering. Thank you very much. Yeah, I was uh, I was out for a concussion. Yada yada yada. I don't know what's going to be included in the final podcast, so the, let's just go from here. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> Everything, everything will be. I know better. Everything will be. No, I doubt I so. Too. I, I doubt it, actually, because, you know, actually, the only reason why I don't know is because I don't know if you can trim a Facebook live video. I don't know if you can. Um, I don't know if you can trim a Twitch video. I know you can with a YouTube video. So that one yeah. would reflect this. I'll yeah. probably just do, edit it, download it, destroy the others. I don't want to remember that this ever happened. Actually, I think it's pretty much <laughs> at the point where I'm at now. I think anyway. I, and the, plus, the way I've got this arranged is so funny now because I realize people are going to, when I'm talking, I'm going to be looking over to my right, which is not what I usually do because that's technically where you are right now, Trent. Usually I've got yeah. you underneath the cameras, 
so that I don't have to worry about that. But now I've 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 mucked with things again. I know that comes as a shock, right? Well, you know, sometimes you got to get high above the mucky muck. I think so. Anyway, hey Ryan, thanks for calling in. Uh, appreciate uh, all you've done in, in talking to us and everything else. Is there anything else you wanted to get across before uh, we let you go? No, I'll I'll be listening and I'll I'll tweet if anything else comes to mind, <laughs> <laughs> or if anything else goes wrong. I appreciate that, Ryan. Thank you very much. You're a good dude. Yes, he is. Oh, you know what okay. I could do? I Catch could... you guys on the. See ya, man. Uh, I I could <laughs> I could download the show in totality, and then yeah. I could edit it together and include mm-hmm. all the bits, and then replace all the videos. Yes, because that's fun, right? Yeah. And yeah. Not time consuming. No, not at all. Not at all. And this oh. is one of those things too. By the way, have you done any internet research, Trent? Uh, since we started talking about this, into a program that would allow us to kind of monitor all the different chat rooms on all the different platforms at once. You know what? I I have yet to do that yet. Yeah, you know what? Neither have I. It's a waste of fucking time. Don't do it. Anyway, (laughs) uh, so, uh, Matt, hey, how are you, sir? Doing great. Great. We already covered that. Um, Did you see, Trent, I don't know if you know this, but last night on the CBS, Mm -hmm. uh, for the first time in many, 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 many years, uh, Mm -hmm. CBS was once again airing Star Trek. Oh, yeah, it's just the syndication stuff. That's great. No, no, this was, uh, it's not syndication. This is even, even, uh, more complex. So, what? It's a new, uh, Star Trek show. It's Star Trek Discovery. Uh, and it is set about a decade before Star Trek, the original series, and a, a number of years after Star Trek Enterprise. And, what? and what they did is, here's their big thing. They're like, we got to get something to really get these. We got, we need something other than Big Brother to get people on the CBS All Access. What right. would that be? Okay. Well, what, what, what is something most people couldn't turn away from? And they're like, well, we can get the nerds by the short curlies mm-hmm. by putting mm-hmm. a Star Trek on our, it's called an OTC service with, or OTT service, which is off the air, Trent. Yeah. Okay. So that's what they've done. It's Star Trek Discovery. It's this new show. Uh, it's an interesting twist as well because we're not following the captain of the ship, the uh, protagonist of our show. Wait. Yeah. I'm going to go with protagonist. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. I don't yep. know no, which one's right. right. That's right. Well, hey, win for me. Um, is, is actually the, the second of command in the ship, in the ship that we first come to. And interestingly enough, it's a human female that's been raised on Vulcan. Oh. So she's quite logical. That's, I know that comes as a shock. Yeah, a little bit. Well, a little bit. Also, her parents were killed by the Klingons, and like the Klingons are the antagonists in this new series. Big shock. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna pick baddies, that's a good one. Yeah, exactly. I think so. Even though they've, uh, I don't look. Let's, uh, you know, not gonna fire off a spoiler warning, but as as uh, of the three people currently involved in this communication, one of them is Matthew Corey Roller Dog NC on Twitter, and so far to date, he's the only one of the three of us that has written anything for Star Trek. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb. Matt, have you seen it? I did. I saw the first episode that they aired last night. I haven't uh, subscribed to All Access yet, but it is coming very soon. I tell you, it was a big uh, kind of F you to everybody, Trent, the way they did this, because they did the uh, they said they would run the first episode uh, on CBS, which they did. And then they'll roll out new episodes on CBS All Access every Sunday. Uh, ah. But immediately after that first one aired, you could also watch the second one on CBS All Access, which is uh, you could tell that's what they wanted people to run and do because the the series uh, pilot ends on a cliffhanger. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, they they know how to get the nerd bucks, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's fun because if you're watching it on your phone, you get to feel like you're watching it on a tricorder. You could do that. Or an iPad. You know, you could do that. Yeah. And then it's like one of those tablet things. Matt, what was your general impression of the first stuff that you saw? Uh, I've actually, I watched it twice. I watched it once live and then I watched it again back on the DBO this morning. Um, watching it live, it seemed like they it, they had shoved a lot of commercials in there. Really? So it kind of broke up the narrative, but um, I mean they're they're going for this is the start of the Klingon War storyline, so it's going to be different in tone than a lot of the you know explore the human condition Star Trek that we've seen in the past. Sure, sure. I think so this is this is less Roddenberry esque. Yeah, yeah. And and I got to tell you too, Trent, in, in another uh, surprising yet unsurprising move. Once again, somehow, even though we've now I think on TV had like at least. Two or three different Klingon looks or appearances. Mm-hmm. We now have even harsher ridges. I, you know what they look like? If you uh, actually, I don't know. What would you describe them as? Like the the guys from Remus, Matt? A little bit. I mean, they were they were hardcore. Yeah, these were heavily prosthetically made up Klingons, jacked up teeth, tons of ridges all over the place, that's, elongated that's what skulls. I want. I, 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 I want. I want Worf. But but who has had a rugged, hard life. That's kind of what it is, Trent. It's kind of, um, okay, you remember the avatar of Beth that Jerry imagines in season two of Rick and Morty? And how she uh, kind of has a long head? Yes. That's kind of how theirs are just not as long. Okay, okay. You know, to put it in terms you might be familiar with. I can do that. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I, and all in all, I think uh, I don't know how anyone who only saw the first episode can really give this thing an honest review because it was it was a it was ten pounds of trek in a five pound bag, I guess you could say. Oh, At least for so me, a lot of that. Yeah. So a lot of fan service going on. No, not even that. Just a lot of no. uh, a lot of. I mean, Jiminy Christmas! This thing may as it should have been called uh, Star Trek Exposition. Is what it should have been called. <laughs> But I feel like that, that. But but if you're if you're trying to bring in a, a large audience, right? Maybe the, uh, someone who just found uh, Deep Space Nine, uh, and and they're like, oh, okay, I need to understand where this sits in in everything else because I'm only familiar with one or two of the series. Possibly. Well, plus they want to give people a clear start. But you know, having heavy laden tech jargon and and all that, it just. I don't know, man. I don't know. I didn't connect with it, I guess is the best way to put it. What about you, Matt? Um, you know what? I think I'm, I will like it a lot more once I've seen more of it. And mm-hmm. I go back and I'll be like, okay, yeah, that's how they set this up. I, you know, we're only seeing the first part of a greater picture. True. Uh, that's one of the things they've done in the design of this show, Trent, is that they are, they're definitely making it for the binge audience. So it's going to oh, have a, a long narrative installment type story. Sign me up. That's the way I want to consume my media. Yeah, I want to. I want to just. I want to lose hours of my life in mm-hmm. one large chunk instead of spreading it out over all these weeks. Yeah, well, and and for me, it's just I don't know. Is it is it something that I'm going to have to pay attention to pretty closely? Because as far as binging goes, I, I I like my binging best when I can passively watch it, so that I can like be working, like doing uh you know like coding or, or web design or anything, and have that going on on the second screen. I'm completely with you. I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. I would it's, say it's, no. You're going to want to watch. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There's At too many the details and there's too many bits. But, you know, it, the funniest thing about this for me, though, 
is similar to what we had with Enterprise and the movies and everything else is that, uh, you know, it, look, visual effects, uh, prop capabilities and set building, uh, items and special effects, all of these things are way more advanced than they were in the original series. So, right. you know, we've got all of these more technological and cool looking things than they could have done. Uh, back in the original run. It's just kind of funny when you think of it in the nerdy continuity way because you can't have all of these same things exist in the same universe, but uh, they look drastically... I mean, like, how does the future get less futuristic looking 10 years from now in this uh, timeline that they're kind of establishing for us? I don't know. Hmm? I'm at a loss. Anyway, uh, Matt, was there anything else before we let you go, man? Thanks for your call. We really appreciate it. Uh, based on you talking about it, I went and watched The Founder on YouTube. I mean, on uh, on Netflix. It was a cool film. This, yeah, this is the one about about the the Mac- McDonald's guy. It's about the McDonald's. What, it's, yeah, Ray Kroc. Yeah, it's about Ray Kroc basically uh, stealing uh, McDonald's from the McDonald's brothers. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, it was kind of an interesting. It was an interesting story, wasn't it? At least the way they presented it. I mean, it was. Uh, look, I'll be honest. It was kind of a bland narrative in some ways, but in other ways. They made it an interesting story to see the way each step kind of of led to the next. You know, first he's, you know, he loves the restaurant, he loves the concept, he loves the name, he wants to franchise, he represents the franchise, and then somebody tells him, you know, your big mistake is you're not in the restaurant business, you're in the land business, and that's where McDonald's yep. starts buying land, leasing mm-hmm. it to the to the uh, franchisees, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, anyway, well, I, I like the. Go ahead. I like the part that where you know he's his first franchisees are the rich people that he meets at the country club, and you know they're not doing it right because they don't really care. And so then he finds you know the working salesman guys that are going to give this a shot, and they get it. And the married yeah. the married couples who want a new opportunity and a new future and all that jazz. So yeah, it was. Yeah, it, I, I definitely recommend it. And I'll tell you right now, if you're one of the people that is not a cable cutter and you have like Xfinity. Uh, and you have any of the premium movie channels, I think you can watch The Founder uh, this month. So, oh, uh, nice. Something to take in. All right, Matt, thanks for your call, man. Have a great one. Last, I really appreciate it. Last thing, it. Anybody, nope. anybody that does want to nope. sign up for Star Trek or CBS All Access, there is a link on the NetHeads on air uh, homepage. Wow. Nice. Do it. There you go. That is true. Nice. There is a, even though it may be pump, pimping Big Brother right now, because, uh, you know, I never <laughs> update anything, um, you can <laughs> use you can that to sign Big up. Brother. I do, I do, I and I watched it, uh, but I don't want to talk about it here. Okay. All right. One love, gentlemen. All right, sir. Thank you very much for your call. One love. Look at that. Two calls off the bat, man. We, I don't know. Maybe weeknights are, are where we need to be, Trent. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But I don't. I don't know anything anyway. So what do I know? <laughs> oh wait. Well, we, I think we just I... covered that. I don't know. Okay. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> anyway, man. Uh, hey, uh, how you been? Because I know. I was excited to talk to you today. Uh, one because oh, I forgot the lights on. I didn't want the light on for this. I wanted oh, to. Oh yeah, what happened? Hey, what happened? To, there you know, we go. Things stop working. Hey, what so, happened? Yeah, see, that's better. There we go. Um, uh, I was excited because I discovered, uh, much to uh, my surprise, that uh, the Spider-Man Homecoming is uh, is coming. It's available on digital uh, yeah, tomorrow. It's, it's coming home to us. Tomorrow, so and you know, just, and just you can, time for homecoming, folks. So if you're going back to your alma mater, <laughs> make sure that's you, a bad. Movie. Make sure you get the movie that matters. Now, Trent, I'm going to go out on a limb Ooh. 
and I'm going to say, and not a spider limb, but I'm going to go sure, out on a limb. Sure, sure, sure. I'm going to say you still haven't seen the homecoming yet. You know what? You're right. There I we go. I haven't yet. So think, this is this is prime time for me, baby. I think we mean to see if there's a way I can approve one of your devices for my Voodoo account, so that Ooh. way you could watch you the Spider Man. But and I think I've got some some Google Play credits built up. Uh, maybe even some Amazon stuff I could throw in at it. We'll see. We'll, 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 we'll figure something out. I'm I'm just telling you, Trent. You got to. I, I hate to sound like a broken record, but you got to see this movie. No, I, hey, I. I, I know, and, and as I've said in the past, I'd watch it just for Marissa Torme alone. <laughs> well, you know, if she's into Costanza, she could be into you, my friend. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, ants, they do come in all ages and sizes, <laughs> mm-hmm. as she told us. I got to tell you how much I, I, this is the stupidest thing ever, but I will admit this. I enjoyed Spider-Man Homecoming so much that the night I came home from watching it, I purposely just kept watching the um uh, the Iron, the Tony Stark visiting Peter Parker scene from Civil War, over and over and over again. Yeah, just hoping that some of that that cinematic magic I experienced would spill out again. Yeah, and did it? And not so much, but you know, it was still okay. it was still okay. enjoyable. All the Spider Man yeah. stuff. I I don't know why I'm so connected with this character. Maybe it's just because. He's been there my whole life, and like in my adolescence, there was the electric company Spider-Man. Nobody knew yep. who he was, even though we did. He was Peter Parker, but you know what? Whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just I've always loved the Spider-Man character so much so that I I painstakingly tried to sew my own black symbiote costume in the eighties, uh, shortly after it premiered, uh, which was an interesting experience and probably oh. not very flattering. Okay, so so this is a perfect time. Like and and I think this has to do with your affinity for it. So um uh I believe it was episode or issue 200 when we finally saw uh the the birth of Venom. Um that was the 200? No, that doesn't sound right. 300? Right. Yeah, 300. 300? Yes. It's around Anyway, I, look, I'll tell you it's it's whatever it is, it's in a box in my garage. Yeah, I I, I just did a panel on this and I just Anyway, my, my you, brain's You frazzled. did. You just did, like, on the five most pivotal Spider-Man stories or something, right? Totally, yeah, yeah. And and so I, I think, you know, obviously you start with Secret Wars to where he first got the costume. But but uh, this, this the, the debut of Venom is the height. I, I mean, I would even say to this day there is no time that, that Spider-Man was higher in, in pop culture um, than when that debuted. And and the writing was great. The, the, everything that that book was just solid at the time, and it was the it it had taken over as the flagship in in front of uh, Fantastic Four and Avengers. Um, so yeah, that that doesn't surprise me at all, actually, man. To uh, to know that, um, or or that you've got that affinity, and I'm and and why Venom has lived on, um, and it, with with such fanfare, uh you know, into various aspects of popular culture, right? Like you'll see people with Venom shirts who, who, you know, don't even know about Spider-Man. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a matter of almost icon iconography right now or yes. something. Mm-hmm. Idolatry is what it is. We're all sinners, Trent. Mm, Venom was an interesting, sinful. well, Venom, you know, aside from the, 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 um, the movie version that we got in the third Spider-Man movie really is an interesting character, uh, because, uh, you basically have two individuals that hate Peter Parker slash Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and they somehow find one another, 
And, and basically, the host, Eddie Brock, I think, my interpretation is that, you know, he basically gives in to the suit and its impulses, which help kind of make him crazier, if you will. Correct. Yep. Because he does those kind of things. You know, the, they have this this outrageous appearance, the elongated tongue. I, I fully believe the fact that he's bitten people's heads off as a character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, uh, it's interesting. And the concept of the symbiote was great. The only thing that was really weird, uh, if you think about it in the history of Spider-Man was the way that they revealed it because Secret Wars was an event that was happening. So to make sure people bought into it, it was like there was one issue and it was Spider-Man regular costume. Mm-hmm. Next issue, everyone's back from Secret Wars. Yep. And he's got a new costume. Black costume right in the very front. No explanation, nothing Mm -hmm. else. And then you basically had to wait almost eight more months because I believe it was the original Secret Wars issue number eight where the black costume premieres. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's where we see him on the cover with the black costume. Um, and we find out that he bought it from a vending machine. Yes, he did. He he. Well, he went to a special (laughs) thinking machine. Put on, put uh-huh. put himself under the the cap, and uh, and something else came out. Is really what happened. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, but you know, the interesting part of that machine too was that somehow it actually fixed Cap's shield, broken shield too. Correct. Yeah. See, I look. I got some nerd bona fides. All right. You got it. You got it, baby. I, I, I got something. You know. Granted, I was I had bowed out long before like the Clone Saga. I think. I think it was around the time Ben showed up was was the time Ben Parker, which is the clone of uh, Spider-Man, everybody, or the original Peter Parker, depending or not, because, you know, and that's the or way. The, Kane. Yeah. And that's the way the, the clone story kind of played out. Ah, well, you know, he's mm-hmm. the original. No, he's not. Oh, anyway. Um, yeah. I'd bombed out before then. I, I'd, I'd left. Uh, and, and I don't really think I came back until brand new day. That's they got yeah. me decades later with that. Uh, but anyway, you know what? I'm not well, going to talk I- about Spider-Man. No, no. Uh-uh. Other than but to say it is that it's coming out tomorrow. Out I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I'm excited for you to see it. I'm looking forward. I'm not look, I will make a vow. I will not talk about Spider Man anymore on this show until you've okay. seen it. That'll be the time we finally uh address it one last time before uh, we finally take one final whack at the dead horse. How's that sound? Yeah. Fair enough. I, I'm a-okay with that. Now what I want to hear more about, Trent, because uh it, we just kind of hit on it. Um because I always enjoy talking about con season. And the interesting mm. thing about the way cons go is it really feels like the Salt Lake Comic Con kind of comes in at the end of con season, if you it will. It is. It is. It is. It is. It is uh, the wrap up of the con season. There's usually, without fail, every year it is pitted against the Baltimore Comic Con, headed by the Jeppy family of Diamond Distributing. Um, and so uh, those are kind of the end caps for both sides of the coasts as far as Comic-Cons go. Um, and it was a another fantastic event this year. Um, three days, if, if you're working three days at a con, that is a, whew, it's a lot. I mean, I, I slept a lot yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Oh, I yeah. am really glad to hear that, though, Trent, because, you know, there was an uh, article uh, on the Google News today. Mm-hmm. Can't remember what the study was, but they said that our, our modern culture where we're not getting enough sleep, we're actually taking years off our lives because we're not getting quality rest. So yeah, I will yeah. I will never blow you crap again for the Odin sleep. Never. Oh, never. sometimes you just you got to pay that sleep debt, baby. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think so. And I don't know if it was the head injury or it was catching up on that. But I know that when I was on cognitive rest, 
Mm-hmm. I, I say that because I really don't know what that is other than laying around being bored out of your mind. Yeah. Um, but I, I noticed I started falling into the cycle that it seems like I would wake up and then I'd be awake for three hours and then I might sleep like an hour for every three I was awake. And it was just a mm-hmm. constant cycle of waking and sleeping in, in in short iterations and then full massive nights of sleep. It was insane. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, oh, you, I, do, I can believe it. Yeah. You do have to pay that debt. By the way, uh, just to loop back real quick, Ash Williams saying no love for Connage. Not really. I, I never really liked the character. Yeah, I mean, it's it, what what made I think it 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 was Venom to the nth degree. Like, okay, so what if we had a symbiote that was a serial killer? Well, that that was that was the 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 fun of 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 Venom is that you were trying to pull them apart, but when two wanted to bond together so closely. Um, and had no uh, remorse about what they're doing. It's that's I mean that is fan service at its finest. Um, but and now you see you see Eddie Brock who who is the anti Venom now who's dedicated his entire uh, being to uh, ending all symbiotes, the whole race. So you know. Yeah, and plus, I you know, I don't know what kind of uh, values we're conveying when you know it's like, oh look, Charles Manson got himself, a, or you know, uh, uh, who are some of the uh, the who was the first serial killer, Trent? Do you know, like the first um, one of American re- records? Well, maybe. No, I'm thinking it was somebody else, and and sadly, the I mean only... Jack the Ripper. No, no, I mean like in America, like of note. Yeah, and and like not like maybe John Wayne Gacy. Mm-hmm. No. I don't know. I and sadly, all of my knowledge in this pretty much stems from like the one scene in the Frighteners where you know the the Busey kid was all excited because he had gotten one more than Gacy or somebody else. I don't remember who. Dude, and and the Frighteners, man, talk about we're, we're coming up on Halloween season, man. One of the best Halloween movies ever. I just think it was a very enjoyable and weird movie. Uh, who who did that one? Uh, none other than uh, the the Lord of the Rings himself. Oh, that was Peter a Peter Jackson, Jackson joint, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why it was filmed like in in New Zealand. Yep. I, even though it was supposed to be like Oregon or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Let's see now. Oh, by the way, Ash Williams also pointing out that uh, the Beyonder fixed Cap Shield, so it was the resonant energy uh, from the Beyonders, quote unquote. Oh, wizard death. did it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, anyway, so so uh, like, what did you? So the interesting thing about the Salt Lake Comic Con, I feel. Uh, is that unlike most cons, because uh, like all major ones seem to go for three days, but they're traditionally Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Correct. But the Salt Lake Comic Con, obviously in Utah, Sunday, uh, the Lord's Day uh, mm-hmm. for the, for the majority of the Mormons, right? Yep. So yep. the so, Mormons. So in this case, it goes Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So which Correct. day in this scenario? Traditionally, it would be like Saturday. So is is Friday the truly triumphant con day for SLCC? Uh, Saturday. It is? I think it's Saturday. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with, with, um, you know, uh, not po- want a, not being able to get work off and B not wanting to pull your kids out of school. I'm just wondering then maybe if, if for the Salt Lake Comic Con, it might just be more beneficial to do Friday, Saturday instead of like, well, yeah. And, and in the past they've used, uh, uh, Thursday as kind of a promotional day, uh, giving out a lot of free passes. People get their beaks wet, this, that, and the other. Um, but this year they didn't do that. And the numbers, uh, visibly were down, um, compared to, to Friday and Saturday. Thursday was, was much more. I know it was a vendor for me at least. And I, and I know this isn't, 
um, the way it is for all of them. But uh, as a vendor, I, I had troubles selling on Thursdays uh, because people who had the multi-pass or who were there on Thursday usually had a multi-pass, so they would be back later. Okay. Well, that's understandable. And plus, you know, it's like you're not going to blow your 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 money roll all on your first day of con. You're going to like exactly. at least at least that's what I would do. Like if I were trolling a vendor floor, I would look for the cool things, and if they had many of them, I would plan basically my last day shopping kind exactly. of thing. Exactly. It's like yep. today's yep. the day assuming I'm- assuming that things don't sell out. Now, if you're now if you're going for uh um commissions and stuff, so we had uh um Mike Zek uh, longtime uh, Captain America artist, uh, and also Joe Rubenstein, one of the greatest inkers of all time. Uh, they were both there, and uh, oh, as well as J. Scott Campbell, as well the 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 famous um, Mary Jane, sexy Mary Jane cover that everyone remembers and cosplayers uh, do so very often. Um, and and uh, they their commissions were were gobbled up within the first couple of hours. Of Thursday, yeah, but you know which one I really want to get, Trent, and I, I don't know if this lady <laughs> still does the artwork there, but she gets like the really bad hotel art, and then yes. does paintings of 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 comic book uh, characters within these environments. Is she still there? Oh, you better believe it. That's Cat Martin, and she does such a good job, um, <laughs> such a good job, and and at least nice nice for us. Um, she, she, uh, does, uh, kind of the craft fairs and some of the farmer's markets and stuff as well. Um, <laughs> in fact, I just went to Cat Martin artist, her Facebook page and the cover photo right now is, uh, the Rick and the Rick it's, <laughs> it's, it's Morty on the, the, the spaceship ride of drunk Rick from the season telling him, uh, oh yeah, you, you mean everything to me. You're the only one who really gets me and all this time, blah, 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 blah. And it was actually the, the janitor. Of, yes. of the yeah and anyway wait hold on you've only seen the first one but you know about nub 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 nub's in the first one no he's not oh then i've seen this then i've seen the first two no that was uh, that was the uh the vindicators episode which was uh i think the fourth one wasn't it I'm no no because they thought it was i don't know it doesn't matter yeah. but you but you bring up a good point because i know with the comic-con uh and i think it was that same artist page i saw the most impressive pickle rick oh costume. yes Yes, but it looked uncomfortable. It looks like this guy basically sacrificed a green um, beanbag chair in order to form out and fill out his costume the way he wanted. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it- and 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 yeah, and the Salt Lake Comic Con, the Facebook page itself, uh, took a picture of him along with a Mister Poopy butthole that was brilliantly done. Um, I don't know how either of them could see <laughs> or, or breathe or not. Uh, especially the Mr. P- Mr. Poopy butthole because the head was so narrow and the proportions were so perfect. Well, I'm telling you, I think that uh, Pickle Rick was seeing through the mouth is what is my guess. Uh, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, anything, any standout uh, super cool moments from uh, the SLC Comic-Con this year? Um, just just uh, uh, got to talk with Joel Rubenstein for quite a bit. Hilarious guy. And he had original artwork. And man, if, if, you, if you're in demand as far as like an, an artist... It makes so much sense to do some quick sketches, get a box full of them, and then uh, let people you know that want to buy original artwork uh, pick them up there. I was able to pick up some really impressive uh, artwork for him for ridiculously reasonably uh, priced. Uh, what what original uh, comic art should not be? But sad, no one was selling original pages this year. 
Oh man, that's a bummer. Yeah, that's for me. That's I mean, and, and granted, you're you're gonna pay for that, but that's that's owning a piece of comic book history right there. Hey, speaking of comic book history, Trent, we've kind of been going through this. Uh, and by the way, I'm sorry, I don't know why this became so comic centric. I planned on talking about like the new uh, Mac OS uh, that was released as well. Just released, yeah. It was just released today. I haven't loaded it yet. And uh, what's the big thing that people always say about about Max Trent when it comes to vulnerabilities and all that jazz? What do they say? They're they're bulletproof. Yeah, some... you you can't touch them. They are. No one can hurt a Mac. Yeah, one one uh, basically a former NSA guy, I think, uh, a hacker or you know a white hat kind of guy, uh, basically discovered that uh, without uh, authentication, he can get one hundred percent of the credentials in the keychains running an app on on the new Mac OS. So, uh, if, <laughs> I think I'll wait for the patch. That's just me. Yeah, that's, well, that's a anyway, not a good way to come right out of the gate, right? And and I'm not I'm not sure or not because I, I haven't kept up with this, but usually when they release a new OS, they stop development or support for one along the way, correct? Um, I don't know, man. So does this mean that that Snow Leopard is no longer being supported? I I have no idea. Yeah, me neither. This this new one is called Sierra, is that right? No, no, it's High Sierra. High Sierra. Yeah. Yeah. Coming straight straight out of Silicon Valley, it's high. Sierra. No, we went yeah because it went Sierra and then high Sierra because you know it's just a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, but I didn't want to talk about that. But hey, there's a little bit of tech for you guys. Uh, I've been I've been uh on the periphery, uh, kind of looking at this uh secret empire story that Marvel has been doing because it's been mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, yeah. And you know, much in the uh, much as I said at the time that the revelation was made, I said like, well, that's good, but it is never going to stick when we, we get close to uh, Infinity War because uh, there's no right. way they won't have the real cap in play Correct. when that is out because that would be publishing suicide. Exactly uh, this, the same reason why they're they're no longer producing Fantastic Four comic books. Yeah. And and so when it comes to this uh, secret empire, in case those of you that don't know, the big revelation was that that Cap uh, has all along actually been a a Hydra operative, uh, yes. so much so that he actually in this story spoilers takes over Hydra. Uh, but uh, once again, uh, the afterlife slash wizard approach apparently is being taken in the resolution because what they're saying is like I don't know, maybe it was the the Tesseract or something else. Uh, some kind of energy was mm-hmm. tapped and used to kind of form this new reality. So, yeah, Cap has been a secret Hydra agent all along, but everything else played out the same way until now. And right. then there was the deviation. And somehow from the uh, that gave birth technically to an alternative timeline. Yes. And so now uh, somehow the original Cap has been able to be willed into existence. Right. So it's going to be Cap versus Cap for the resolution. Yes. Exactly. And, and, and it's, it's just so funny to me because I believe we talked about this, um, at when, when, when first, you know, that panel first came out, um, from Nick Spencer's Captain America, uh, where, it, you know, it's just him saying hail Hydra. Um, and, and folks, you can be as mad as you want. And we talked about this in controversial comic books, uh, the, uh this, this issue, uh, that, um, you can never deviate too far from the norm everything has to come back to the center 
um, because because the characters are loved so much and they've already been established, you can only do crazy things like that with new characters who are still being developed. Superior Spider-Man, we knew had a shelf life, regardless of what yep. they said and how great it was. And even though even though Dan Slott has said he he had to make a young child cry when he asked if Peter Parker was ever coming back, and he had to look at him and lie to him and say no, he's never coming back. <laughs> Yeah, that's they sad. always come back. You always have to co- realign yourself back to the center. Um, that's just the way it is. Well, and there are some aspects to some of these alternative stories that do provide more interesting things. Like, for example, uh, one good thing that came out of the Superior Spider-Man storyline where Dr. Octopus basically occupied the brain of Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, suddenly now Parker isn't just a bumbling uh, well, not bumbling, but he's not just a lab assistant. He's not just part of a think tank. Now he's got Parker Industries, you yeah, know? He's, 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 he's what we've always said. Like, for someone this smart, how is he, how is he stumbling to, to get a jug of milk and still make it home in time? Yeah, it's, it, it, there are certain things that kind of stretch the bit of credibility, but I will say that that's one of the things that kind of brings us back to the amazing uh, story that is told in the new Spider-Man movie because we truly are seeing it from the perspective that uh, of when the story was originally conceptualized for us and that is this is a kid with these powers trying to not only find his way but wants to do grown-up things and you know exactly it's, it's an interesting way they and I got to tell you man I, I, I know I've said this way too many times but I'll say it again it is just some of the best goddamn writing for a, a, a comic book movie, if you will, that I have seen because it had it had elements I just never saw coming. I never saw it. Well, and 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 they're benefiting, I think, being able to crib from a lot of different uh, iterations of Spider-Man. In particular, Brian Michael Bendis's uh, Ultimate Comics Spider-Man uh, with the Miles Morales. There's a lot of stuff, uh, even that having not seen it, I know has been worked into it. Um, and I think that's the, what you're getting at is is the exact reason why that comic book was so successful as well is, you know, yourself as 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 a young person, you you want to have some sort of relation to to these heroes that we're putting in front of us. And what person can't think back to yourself in junior high school and thinking of how badly you wanted to help or fix things or whatever um, if you were just given the chance he gets his chance and doesn't necessarily go as he thought it would. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and it's one of those things too. It's like you have all these it, it I think the interesting uh well, never mind. Look, you, you just got to see the movie, Trent. I'm sorry. Roller Dog NC does chime in though using the uh, hashtag #netheads. It says between the founder and Spider-Man, Michael Keaton is killing it. Yes. He really S- is. Still one of my favorite Batmans of all time. I I think had he, you know, had had those movies been under uh, a different vision we would have seen a a, a much different uh batman and man michael keaton is just he is the man i'm sorry beetlejuice hello he really is a great performer and he he does kind of he it seems like no matter what role that he has he just kind of puts it all on the table you know it's mm-hmm. just it's all right there uh because like with this story with uh with ray Kroc, i mean it was just his he was always believable as that. You never thought, oh, well, look at Keaton chewing up the scene or anything like that. You just you believe who it is. And I got to tell you something too. I uh, it's so funny the way uh, certain things can inform you. Lately, you know, uh, we got all the podcasts and we listen to the podcasts. 
Uh, but I'm, I'm hearing certain nuances and they're, I'm looking at things like a different way. Like I'm, I'm enjoying the, the subtlety of performance, uh, and the, and noting the decisions that are made by actors, right? And it's because of the, uh, the rhetoric that I've heard on the podcast of Kevin Smith. Like, for mm-hmm. example, earlier, either today or yesterday, I tweeted out the, the season four extended trailer for The Flash, right? Yeah. And, and you know, big shock. The show named The Flash, The Flash does return. He he went away into the Speed Force last season finale, and big shock, he comes back, right? Um, and yeah. one of the things they've told us is that after being up there, he comes back wiser but a bit scrambled. And there is some type of subtle choice that Grant Gustin is making because he kind of has this softened, wizened look and demeanor just in his face. Like what the choices he's making and the way he's presenting himself, you can already tell, like if I were to – Look, throw throw a throw a white uh, some white cloth on him, and now he's Jesus. That's how you know he looks like he's <laughs> knowledged and serene, and and sure, and, very stoic. Yeah, exactly. So you yeah. know, you you kind of appreciate some of the choices that are made, and and I'll tell you, uh, when you get into multiple viewings of of uh, Spider Man Homecoming, you can do that with Michael Keaton because his character really does uh, travel an interesting arc. Uh, but the one thing that I do like about it too is that regardless of everything you see there. He does kind of stick to his core beliefs throughout it. You'll see what I mean when you get there. Trust okay. Me. Okay. Well, you know, and it's just, it's, it's, man, whenever, whenever you, and, and I'm glad you brought this up because whenever Kevin talks about, um, why he loves directing and a lot of it always has to go back of he loves putting a camera on actors and then letting actors do their thing, which is make decisions, right? Watch them choose how they're going to do something and a director's job shouldn't be telling them how to do it. You know what I mean? They, it should be up to them to interpret it um, and go through. And I think that's some of the most enjoyable television and movies are that way. When, when you get an actor who is making interesting choices, um, whether, and whether that be in, in professional wrestling or any type of, of comic books, any type of storytelling, it's, it's interesting choices that make uh, the plot enjoyable um, as opposed to just like you, you can read a plot in bullet points. It's it's the choices and how it's portrayed that actually makes it something that, that we want to consume and gobble up. Well, and I think, too, that uh, it, that's one of the things that has come about is I think we are in a more refined acting age. Um, <laughs> by the way, Roller Dog and NC point, uh, pointing out that being a caller on NetHeads is like being a contestant on a game show during the lightning round. Got to answer quick. Um <laughs> It's true. Sorry. Uh, you know, after all the false starts and everything else, look, I'll, I'll, everything, uh, long story short, everything had to be pulled apart. Everything was put back together. Everything tested fine. And then somehow <laughs> things just change. It's just like magic, yeah. you know? Yeah. It, like, I don't, I don't know. It's just like magic, man. Uh, so, yeah, so that's why. And, you know, plus having two callers at once, like we're not even used to getting calls anymore. So, hey, give us a break. <laughs> right. right? Uh, anyway, uh, so Trent, uh, technologically speaking, uh, mm-hmm. I got, I, I have to be honest that, um, uh, the, there's been a new, uh, updated Apple, uh, operating system for the phones, right? Correct. Yes. Uh, and I have deployed it on, on my devices. I'm using it. And how, yeah. It, how many Apple devices do you have that employ it? Well, just the, oh, you mean within the household or? Yeah. 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 Every family member did it. So that's at least three. Okay. Um, 
my iPad is ancient, so it's not like that's getting upgraded to anything new. Uh, but it's interesting to see the, the changes that they do in it. But at the same time, it's like some of these things, and I hate to say this, guys, I really do for Apple aficionados. I'm very sorry, but now that I've played on both sides of the fence, it's kind of like I'm seeing some, uh, visual representations and everything else that are choices that like Google made for their, uh, Android operating system two iterations ago. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of weird. How are you, how do you get to be the, the leader or, or one of the leaders when you're constantly falling back? Like one of the things, uh, that the, they, there is no nine, right? There was eight. Right. Then there's going to be X or 10, depending on which way you look at it. Yeah. Um, or it's a strike from, uh, family feud. I mean, you know, whatever, <laughs> but edge to edge screen, it's like, okay, well, Samsung did that. And then the other thing is like the facial recognition. It's like Android has had that if, if facial recognition for unlocking your phone and, and yeah. they're like touting it like it's a big thing, it's, but it's like, I've already heard it. Yeah. So how, well, so how have you kept so quiet dealing with me all these years? No, here's the here's the thing. And it took me a while to realize this, but I think it was a piece from Forbes. I can't remember where I read it, but they made a very interesting point. And um you don't have to be the tech like the 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 maybe not even just in technology, but you don't have to be the the most cutting edge to be the one to be the the benchmark or the leader, right? Um so and I think Apple has has kind of shifted paradigms a little bit, uh, you know. Aside from now being like the leader on cutting edge technology, now they are the ones who are making mostly cutting edge technology available to the masses, and it's the masses part that is going to keep them at the forefront of things. I believe because my mom is using an iPhone, right? She. She will never use an Android. It would be something new for her to learn, and that's just not going to happen. I think there's a lot of people who are in that. Um, and whether, you know, regardless where they're at now, they started out as the tech leader, and now they're able to um, bring things to the masses in a, in a way that makes it the industry standard. Um, just because, uh, you know, uh, Bugatti's got the fastest car out there, that doesn't make it um the industry leader right the industry leader is the one who's who's making the the technology available for the layman and that's what i think that i think there's a huge shift now within the past two years of apple um kind of embracing this a little bit um just d- despite the fanfare and um uh self uh <laughs> uh gratification they give themselves in in their releases saying um this is the greatest such and such that's ever been released um they're, they're, I, I think that's where it's at now in that they are making this stuff that normally only, you know, uh, Android nerds and, and tech writers are, uh, are on top of are now getting into the hands of everyone. And they really have made it very easy and approachable uh, for people to just walk into a store and, and feel comfortable venturing into an iPhone. Um, right. And, and much in the same way that I think there is a certain agony that they think of if they were to think of attempting to move towards a uh, towards an Android. Um, yes, much like absolutely. you said, it would stress people out. I know it was an interesting yep. learning curve for me, uh, but at the same time, 
you know, I, I still get pissed off when all I want to do is, is use two screens on, on a Windows uh, machine. And, and now it, it's just not, there's no way to manually try and add a screen. If it doesn't detect it, you got to force it to try and detect it, but it, it, it may work. It may not work. It's, I don't know, performance is inconsistent across the board, I feel, as well, on all these devices. Like, I'm telling you right now, um, I have a 7, which is like a generation old, but I noticed that, you know, because I do a lot of uh, of of uh, landscape viewing, I guess you could say. Right. And I'm noticing that when I go back to uh, to regular portrait or whatever, that there are certain... Uh, the gyroscopes aren't working right because it won't reorient as fast as it used to. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely something there. It'll be interesting to see what bugs uh, happen, I think, but I don't know. I, I just think it's interesting the way they've got all these updates happening and, and all this, uh, you know, new software, but, but what are they really giving us when they do this? Uh, other right. than um, potentially slowing our devices down, which takes me to the next point, Trent. Uh, a Harvard study of Google Analytics has found consistently, I don't know if you read this, but consistently that in the immediate periods right before new iPhone announcement releases, mm-hmm. the uh, there is a massive surge in a Google search for a specific term. Do you know what it is? No, what is it? iPhone slow. Really? So, and I, I only read the surface of it. So they're that using Google. Interesting. So, so then the suggestion is that, the, or the trend is that, uh, there is something potentially being done. This is what they speculate that potentially Apple is doing something to slow down older devices right before potential renew or, uh, or, uh, what is that? Uh, launches. Yeah. Right before launches and purchase periods. Um, yeah. but, but I personally, what I think is I think it might actually just be mass perception. So, you know, they're saying totally. we're going to put you're out hearing a new, about this new thing coming out. You're like, God, you know what? Mine has been running kind of slow lately. Yeah. And yeah, it wasn't look, look how fast things happen there. And they've got those extra taps. And let me tell you something about this Apple taptic technology, by the way, it's like uh-huh. force pressure. So that way, you know, the more you push in on it, it, it can, it's like a double click on a PC, if you will. And it can bring up other options and stuff. I'm just trying to move icons and suddenly it's given me options and everything else i i'm afraid to say i am i am just an x and a y guy and maybe yep. the z vector is just not for me trent and i can i can tell you right now i could never own a phone that has that kind of technology in it because of my hyperhidrosis these hands are so hot all the time and sweat so much that it messes with the sensors in weird ways. Um, I've, I'm dead serious, dude. I've had phones in the past where uh, my hands were so hot uh, holding it in my hand, it was picking up the heat from my hands from behind the screen. Damn. I, and if, I, the manipulation that way. I, I wasn't laughing in a mocking way. I was no, no, laughing no. because uh, my office uh, here at home regularly gets to around 80 degrees, right? Uh, so naturally, I have a similar condition that kicks in. And the one way that you love opening your, your iPhone is that you can, you can press this finger, uh, sensor, right? The fingerprint right. reader. And, yeah. and I'll tell you, it, even just a little bit of hyperhidrosis going on, I'm mm-hmm. clicking that and it's like, uh, no, that's not your password. I'm like, but it is my thumbnail. I gotta it's clean my thumb. My thumb. How can it I gotta clean the scanner. Uh huh. Kill a chicken, bow to Mecca, do whatever I can to make it work. Yep. It's true, man. And, and, and like, you know, if, if everything turns that way at one point, I'm screwed. 
I'll just go back to a flip phone and, and having a laptop with me. Yeah, well, you know, Trent, uh, it's uh, you know, maybe you just want to uh, downgrade to a clamshell because you know, if it's worth saying, it's worth eye contact, Trent. True that. See, it sounds it sounds prolific. That's actually a line from Rick and Morty. Final point I wanted to talk about tonight because ah. uh, we really haven't talked about it in detail. And believe it or not, Trent, this Sunday is already the season finale. The season finale is already upon us, and I don't even know how many episodes I've watched. Yeah, clearly you don't. More um, than one, not more than all of them. Yeah, but I it has been a consistently strong season. You know, first season, I kind of have issues with Gazorpa Zorp, okay? okay? Not the strongest episode, uh, but, you know, I don't get too uh, hung up on two. I, I don't think there were many episodes there where I, I kind of had any points or contentions with. Uh, but season three has just been a rock-hard performer the entire boy that came out wrong yeah, uh, it did it has been but like you liked Rocco. it like, like Rocco as he's ending his career my it, it's no it's really coming across uh, just a strong consistent performance all the way through uh great writing they really know what this show is uh they're exploring it in ways that you know it, it's supposed to be it's this amazing sci-fi show but at the same time it's also this family drama in a way uh-huh. In a, in a, in an odd way, uh, as a matter of fact, because it also opens up all of the, oops, sorry, it opens up all of the, uh, kind of ways we can connect with it because we've either been, uh, children of divorce and we know people that went through it. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's funny because it, they address these real world issues in a way that, that shows us the way some of these characters are just, just horrible characters. Um, but, <laughs> but we root for them anyway. Anyway, well, I mean I, that's that's the definition of Seinfeld, right? Yeah, pretty much, uh, definitely so. But I, I have to tell you, I'm interested to know where they're going because one of the things that's kind of consistent almost all the way through the the three seasons uh, have been the fact that there is some Rick variation in the title, right? The Ricks must okay. be crazy. Uh, the Rick Lantic's Rick Lantic mix-up from this season, uh, Rick Lantis mix-up is what it's called. Uh, but suddenly I can't even remember. Oh, last week's episode was Marty's Mind Blowers. This week's was the ABCs of Beth. So we had these variations, but then suddenly also I think the title for the season finale may be the Rick, Rick, Rick Churian candidate. So they go oh, back to Rick all of a sudden. Interesting. Yeah. Especially since you haven't seen all the episodes, but it's just been a, it's been an w- amazing season so much so that I think the caliber may be enough to where I could just keep watching these episodes to get me through whatever time period will be between them you know yeah yeah and 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 who knows maybe uh in 2018 we'll get a a season of the venture brothers to tide us over there as well maybe (laughs) don't know anymore Uh, i have to tell you though it's it's interesting i think there was a some buzz over the weekend that uh different articles about the same topic which is basically like the diehard fran- fans of Rick and Morty don't deserve Rick and Morty because apparently they uh, there are believe it or not uh in in the world today there are these extremists trend what <laughs> but i can't no. believe it's in relation to Rick and Morty but it's true like when the show came under pressure or or the show had hired a female writer like, believe it or not, people were shitty about that, and they're shitty about other things, too. Like, to the point that Dan Harmon is straight up pissed at the audience of the show. Mm-hmm. 
And and it's just it's sad to hear. Can't you guys just passively enjoy the shit the way I do? I mean, do you have yep. to go to these damn extremes? Dude, it's 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 the same reason that wrestling fans and comic book fans are the worst. It's because we all feel like we can do it better. We all feel like we figured it out. And honestly, I, I know I've said this many times. Find the DVD with the commentary of the first season. Go back and, and listen and watch it with the commentary and you will realize so much of this shit has just been pulled out of someone's butthole. <laughs> That it, it it's just shocking that they've been able to make any type of continuity out of it all. I don't even know if I would put it that way so much as I I might be inclined to say that it's uh, so much of this stuff has just been uh, smoked into existence. Yeah, if oh, you oh, will, ex- exactly. Yes, and 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 that is that is addressed in the commentary. Right, exactly. You know, as where well as it should be. That's the that's where it needs to be. Oh, and by the way, I did finally figure out a way to at least look at the people on Facebook and see what they're going. Oh, by the way, Tim Fleming, thank you very much for pointing out this is your favorite monthly podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Tim. And James, thank you very much for telling us we're amazing. I don't think so. But, you know, we're trying to get – it's a matter of getting back into a vibe. But also, I I, got to tell you, uh, and and Trent, we can bond over this. I, Mm -hmm. you know, I have uh, said – uh, many times I've made mea culpas on the show about things I've done, which really should inform me as to what kind of person I really am. Aww. Um, Aww. And I don't mean that in a good way. But, you know, I, there was the whole incident where your, uh, your, the, I think is the, the, either the, the, the tail end of your truck or the, the, something, but part of your truck came down on you hard. Yeah. The, the tailgate on my Jeep came down and, and get, in fact, I, 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 just saw a picture of that the other day. Yeah, and the thing was, Trent, he got a concussion from that, right? And well, uh, yeah, uh-huh. you were concussed, <laughs> my friend. Yeah, and then yeah. and then earlier this year, I I had a similar thing happen with my Prius before it died, uh, and and then there was this, and I tell you, it is kind of disconcerting uh not just having a concussion obviously that sucks the headaches and everything else, uh, but the hardest part is when you realize. My God, I am, I'm just dumber than I normally am, uh, as a person. Uh, you know, I've been looking at this thing for five hours trying to make it go. And, and why into, uh, why is it taking me so long to, to get through this kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And, I, and, um, I, and I hate to admit it, I still think I have some effects of that today. Which, oh my gosh, dude, if you, uh, I mean, so uh, I don't know if you're familiar with, um, and I'm going to screw up her last name, so I apologize. Jane McGonigal, she has been on a, a couple of uh, featured TED uh, talks, so you can go watch her there. She created this program called Super Better, and she created it uh, while recovering from a concussion. Um, and the 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 best um, the best discussion about it, about uh, where, how she came up with it and, and the effects that concussions can have on people. She did an episode. It's, it's episode 694 of the Joe Rogan experience. And she really explains and, and goes into some, some deep science about what it does to your brain and how it can take years to recover from just a single concussion. Um, listening to that podcast, had me crawling up inside my own b-hole thinking of all the stupid shit that takes place in high school football myself included um 
that that just it's mind blowing that that we're affecting um, on purpose people like that at such a young age, especially when your brain is still developing. Um, check it out though. I think you, I think you'll it'll you'll you'll be nodding your head like, oh my god, yeah, that's that's totally me. I probably um, will because I like my favorite. It's really good. My my I don't want to say my favorite thing that happens during this, but one thing I notice is that like when you'd have a bad day. It's like suddenly you would just go from at least being half normal to extremely grumpy and just tired. It's like, yep, you know, I, basically it's like when a toddler gives up on yep. something and they're about to have a meltdown. That's kind of mm-hmm. it was kind of the adult version of that. You don't really get a meltdown. You just get really annoyed and frustrated and then you want to go to sleep. Yeah, that's that's exactly what happens. And it's and it affects people differently. And um, yeah, anyways, listen to it. And 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 anyone out there listening like um regardless of your of your thoughts on on joe rogan pro or against or whatever um jane mcgonagall is amazing she's a she's a video game developer um and her experience is is really really interesting and 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 it will make it'll give you so much empathy for anyone who has had a a concussion before um and help me even to understand my own concussions plural um and how it's probably affected me yeah, it's uh, so. Uh, and by the way, folks, if you ever do suspect that you may have a concussion, if you have had any type of head injury where you really rung your bell, but you just kind of shrugged it off, I, I really highly encourage you anytime you have any type of a head injury, please get yourself checked out immediately. Yep. OK, don't yep. don't mess around with it, because. You know, there were a lot of things that I did wrong that thankfully weren't there. But like I was taking Advil, which even though it's an anti-inflammatory, it can actually help. Uh, I don't want to say help, but it can increase the likelihood or a condition and occurrence of like a brain bleed, if, if you've ever heard of mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, you know, it's it just don't mess around with your head is the whole point. And make sure you get it checked out. Uh, hopefully you have health insurance. Let's not get into that discussion. <laughs> uh, although right. although apparently um, uh, the good lady either from Alaska or one of the other Senator Collins apparently is voting against it, Trent. So it looks like uh, once go. again, the attempt to repeal and replace uh, the ACA is going to not happen. Okay. So there we go. Anyway, folks, uh, I've talked way too much, and apparently I've got a dry tickle, so I, I, it's time to go. Even no matter how much I drink, I want to. I want to cough, Trent. Yeah, it's still there. It, it won't go away. I'm, I'm literally choking yeah. on it right now. So uh, anyway, folks, thank yeah. you very much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Uh, anything you wanted to plug or talk about before we go? Um, Deathray.media. Uh, check it out. Got some new uh, comic book uh, origin stories from creators coming up, and we'll be releasing them soon, along with all the other s- stuff on the program. You know, and also, if you're one of the people that does happen to listen in in the uh, Logan, Utah area, but you've never been down to the Beehive Grill for uh, for Trent's Trivia Night, I got to tell you, folks, I- I've heard remote reports. It's the place to be. So uh, be sure to check that out almost every Wednesday night at the Beehive Grill. Right, Trent? That's right. Yeah. Uh, it's going strong since 2012. My goodness, sir. It is amazing. what motiva- it, It's amazing the motivation you can have for a hot plate of food. It's so true. Yeah, well, you know what though? It's like take you know, you tell me it's free food or all you can eat and I'll uh, you, you'll be amazed at what I'm c- capable of doing. <laughs> even with a concussion. Uh-huh. <laughs> so true. <laughs> anyway, folks, thanks for uh for joining us live or or listening after the fact. We always appreciate it. Give us uh, the review on the iTunes or wherever it is you listen to us. Uh you know, send an email to your congressman and tell him how much you like netheads. Uh just yeah, help spread the help. word. Yeah, help spread the word if you can. <laughs> 
also, at any time, you can uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, I'm NetheadWW. Trent is a part of him. The show is NetHeads on air. Uh, until next time, my name is Will. And I'm Trent. And we will be back soon. Nope. <laughs> Ended like it started. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker signing off. I know, right? But stop being a little Nancy and deal with it. NetHeads. NetHeads. We'll be back soon. Goodbye. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. You know, Trent, the other thing that I, I never realized about these pickup shows during the week is is that I just, I, I think there's a certain point, 10 minutes into this show, you know, when nothing's been going right, so it's all started really late. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, there's a certain point where I, I actually hit uh, like a lock i i can't do anything anymore because all i'm thinking about is i gotta go to bed trent's eventually gotta go to bed i've got children in the house that have got to go to bed why are we still doing this what's going on and that whole that whole banter is just looping in my head like a like a destructive tornado a bad sorry like a uh like a like a, a just a whirling dervish uh, of confusion and pain whirling dervish could call so i have to ask you do you like is there as this went on and on is there any certain point where you're like uh you know i don't mind doing netheads but I do have work in the morning. You know, you know, Will, as as long as we get to, you know, talk about our rock hard performances and the rock hard performers in our life, I think that's all that really matters.